זרע שמשן לשישי פרשס בוישלח. The time to start, as we say. So, it says, famous, famous, Vayivoser Yaakov Levadoi, Vayiovik Ish Imoi, Yaakov was alone, and the Sari Shalesov came to attack. The Medrash says, afterwards, that they met, and uh, Yaakov and Esav, and Yaakov uh, says, I have to go slowly, Yavarna Adoini Lifnei Avdoi. Amalei, Atom Evakesh, Shehei Shutaf Imcha Boilomecha, you want me to be a Shutaf, is Yavar, Amalei, Yavar Adoini Lifnei Avdoi. Toilo Elom Chotchilo, and that's that. So it seems as if there's a conversation here about what is going on, who is what in what world, like what is what is the what is uh, who's important and who's not, and how does this work? How does this work? Who is supposed to be uh, known? And who not? This is the way uh, it is being done. And that's that. This is... Uh, how, how do we do it? How do we do this? How is this... Ya'avar adoyni lifnei avdoy or not? It's... it's uh, it, what do we do? How is this done? So it's done as follows. He says, I have Lefanai Meleches Hamishkon and Meleches Hamikdash. And that's what he's saying, Leregel Hamelacha. Leregel Hamelacha, I have to, I, I, I can't, I, I have to go my la'at la'at, my slowly, slowly. Leregel Ayeladim, he says, I have to have Hananya, Mishoel, and Azariah. And they are those boys that it says in Sefer Daniel that they were kids without any mum. They had no blemishes whatsoever and they were chosen to stand in front of the Vuchanetza. So, like, this is the conversation that is now going on between uh, Esav and Yaakov like, this sounds so not shaykh to anything. Like, we're not building a Beis HaMikdash now, we're not building a Mishkan now, for sure we're not after the Chorban with Hananiah, Mishal, Vazariah. What, what is going on? What, what are we talking about here? And what shaykh is does the L'Regal HaMelacha and L'Regal HaYiladim, why is he talking about this now, and why is he talking about this to at all? If he was talking about the first part of the Medrash that Yaakov Avinu was saying, listen, you know, this is an old fight between us. Who thinks that Olam Haza is more important? Who thinks Olam Haba is more important? I can understand. This is something that we had this discussion already uh, before we were born. Uh, Esav said that the most chashev is 
Yaakov was saying the most okay this is an old schmooze between them uh, they, they never saw this uh, this eye to eye so we can understand okay so this is a continue a continuation of that conversation but a base Hamikdash who's talking about a base Hamikdash who's talking about Hananya Mishal Vazaria okay So he's saying like this, Yaakov said, take your world, and he, why do you say, he should have said, it should be yours. What's, so, he quotes here from, some Sefer Gilgulim, that, Esav, and Yaakov are what is called Ze Leumas Ze Oselikim. HaKadosh Baruch Hu brought into the world the two opposites. One who is representing all the good of the world and one who is representing all the bad of the world. And that's basically the, the, the focus over here. So Yaakov is the representative of Kedusha and Esav is the representative of everything that is not. Okay. Now, Yitzchak, in the Midah of Yitzchak, Yitzchak's Avinu's Midah was called the Midah of Gvura. And Esav is somebody who treats the world in a way of Gvura. Everything he does is with force. Everything he does is with might. He doesn't let things go smooth passage. Everything is with a battle. Everything has to be not easily done. And that's why when Asa was going out, he was holding on. Yaakov was holding on, not letting him go out first. Because Yaakov Avinu felt that the first thing that has to be in the world is the Kedusha of the world. If the world is not going to get its Kedusha first, then we're going to have a problem over here. So let's first import Kedusha to the world, and after that, we could have Esav come out. And that's why he was Oiches, because V'yodo Yecheses Ba'akev Esav, because Yaakov didn't want to hold the head of Esav, because the head of Esav is really where all the riches was stored into. And Yaakov was that, I'm just holding on because without that, I can't survive. You can't always in this world just survive with Kedusha only. You have to have physical nourishment too. And this is what he wanted. Now, it happens to be that if we take the word Elikim, and we, it, t- twice, Elikim is the, 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 the din that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is judging. So Elikim is 31 and 5 is 36, 46, 86. Twice 86 is 172, which is a cave. So, Yaakov was holding on 
with twice Elikim up to Esav. Because, again, I you need to survive in this world, and therefore you're going to have to have some type of grip on something that has to do with the Kinyanim of Elam Hazit. But I could only hold on to him if I know for sure that I am going to be holding on in a way that I won't lose anything in my Olam Haba. And that's why he held up over there, just on the bottom of the foot, just a little of something that he tramples on. And that, I don't need more than that. And for that, I will be able to, 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 to really live it. Now, when Yitzchok Avinu was giving out the brachas, he said, Why was he saying this? Because he wanted the, the Ben, a son, is 52. 52 and 52 is 104. And that is Tzayid. So this, he thought that Tzayid Befiv is he's giving him from the Koyach of double Ben into his mouth, and that would be that he's going to the Kedusha. The bottom line was that Esau was not going out to the field where Yitzchak was sending him, the field that is called in Kabbalah, Kal Tapuchin Kadishin, and that's that. And therefore he was also giving him a whole way how he's supposed to shecht that he shouldn't bring Nevela to him. But Esav, of course, didn't think to go to the right place and therefore he had to run out and in the interim Yaakov was able to go and that's how he was able to get those brachas. Now on the way back home, and he says, let's go together. Maybe we could blend something together, and maybe now we're both in our 97 years old, it could be that we could rewrite the script of how we live life. And it won't be that you're 100% base Medrash, and I'm 100% Elam Hazah. And that's that. So, the truth of the matter is that he continues the Zereshimshin, and this is very, very interesting, that everybody was saying all over the time that Leah is supposed to marry Esav. And Leah was crying. And therefore, it says that her eyes were not nice eyes because she was continuously crying because she did not want to fall into the hands of Esav and uh, she felt that to block it. All of this, says the Zerah Shimshon, was enough just for blocking Dina, blocking Leah from not marrying Esav. But Dina was supposed to, yes, marry Esav, but Yaakov hit her in a box, as it says. 
that it says that he took 11 of his children over Mava Yavik, and Rashi says right away, where was Leah? Leah is the 12th child. He said he put her in a box that Esau should not look at her. Now, if Yaakov would not have done that, then the Shidduch of Dina would have brought Esau to Nitzaytzis of Kedusha that he could have had. And then maybe they could have gone together. And maybe at that point it could have been right away. Right then and there. But at that point, Yaakov Avinu did not do that. So since Yaakov Avinu did withheld Dina from Esav, so therefore this couldn't be the coming of Mashiach right then and there and bringing down all this Kedusha in the world automatically now. And therefore this was going to be a big problem. And therefore, Yaakov Avinu Taka has to start talking to Esav. Yeah, that's true. I have to build the Mishkan. I have to build the Beis Hamikdash. I have all kinds of things that I need to do. And that's it. And therefore, he's not talking about Taka Esav. He said, take your world first. Because I have a world yet that needs to be finalized. We need to acquire various different parts of Kedusha that are not here yet. And again, this was only because Yaakov at that point messed up in this situation by withholding Leah. And therefore he's saying, Since you have a sort of what is called your, the world that you want, so you go first, as you came out first, and do the world the way you want to do first. Little did Yaakov know that it, it, it's sort of just the opposite, that the last Golis is going to be Golis Edom, and we are going to suffer from him more than we suffered from any other Golis beforehand, and we, as we are still suffering from Golis Edom till this minute as we are talking now. We're not free from that gullus. And as that, yeah, we could have not been suffering had this been different by Yaakov letting, by Yaakov letting uh, Dina marry Esav. So therefore, this is a setup that Yaakov himself set up that this is going to be done this way. Continues the Zer Shimshon. Therefore, Yaakov is going to have to yet build the Beis Hamikdash, and again, there's going to be a lot of problems with that Beis Hamikdash because he wasn't will not be able to perfect the kedusha of that Beis Hamikdash the way it's supposed to be. So there's going to be a lot of problems there, and therefore there's going to have to be a korban, and after the korban of the Beis Rishon. That's when going to show up out of nowhere, Hananiah, Mishol, Vazaria, that they are going to be Laregal Hayeladim. And we all know that children are pure, children are without a chet. There's something that they have a schus that none, nobody else has, and that was that. 
and through their schos and their standing up against Nebuchadnezzar, they would be able to bring many other people to be Choyzer B'tshuva. Again, sadly, it didn't happen then because everybody else besides Hananiah, Mishael, Vazaria that were there at that time all bowed down. It says that Daniel was away someplace else. And therefore, he had to go through for them. And this is what he's saying. I need to build the base Amigdash. The truth of the matter is that if it, it could have been, it could have been, again, would have, could have, should have, this is all things that we have to know, that there's there's a big world out there of the Oilomatikun, how it could have been an instant tikkun. And when we don't do the instant tikkun, there's the long road that we have to travel through. So in the long, in the short road, the tikkun could have been that was every single yid would have been be'etzem have sort of a base hamikdash in his own heart, and that would be a whole different situation. But that didn't happen. Now, since that didn't happen. Therefore, we had to build the Beis Hamikdash, a physical Beis Hamikdash. Where will we be bringing Oilas Hatamid? Always. And uh, the Tamid Shachar, the Tamid Shalbein Arabaim, the Ketorish Shalboiker, the Ketorish Shalbein Arabaim. And all these things would have been able to be, we wouldn't have needed all of this, sort of if Taka Yaakov would have given Dina to Esav because these components were all out there in the way HaKadosh Baruch Hu created these uh, Neshamas to combine and it would have made the combination that we Taka would not have needed a physical building of a Beis HaMikdash. Rather, the Beis HaMikdash would have been uh, the spiritual bodies of Klal Yisrael at that point. And, and that was exactly where everything was supposed to be heading at that point of time. The thing was that it wasn't that way in the end. Because, again, Yaakov did lock Dino where he locked her. And therefore the schmooze between them changed to a whole different schmooze of you take your world first, and then by the time you'll be finished, then I will start creating my world, the world of a Beis Amikdash, the world of a Mishkan, the, the world of Avodis HaKarbonis, a totally different world. And in that world, yeah, after it's going to be desecrated, because of the various... Uh, what we call the klipas of Esav that are in the world that distract people from doing the Avodis Hashem the way it's supposed to be done because there's always something going on and there's always something that is new and there's always something that is important and there's always something that is urgent to distract us from doing all the Avodis Hashem that we actually need to do. And that, that exactly happened in the time of the first Beis Amikdash. We got distracted and sidetracked with all kinds of other things that were not important, and uh, that's it. And once we were there, uh, it's hard to detach ourselves 
from from being part of these things. And this is the what the part of Esav that just sunk in to Klal Yisrael, that their particles are there, that sort of, if we would have done always the avoidance of the Beis Hamikdash the way they're supposed to be done, then, yeah, there wouldn't have ever been a problem. But at the end of the day, it wasn't that way. And therefore, his Tumah spread in the world, and it spread in a way that had the power to bring down the Beis Hamikdash. But one thing his power did not have was the Al Tigu B'Meshichai, Elu Tinoike Shel Beis Rabban, that he could not bring ultimate Tumah to the Tinoike Shel Beis Rabban, to the Hananiah, Mishael, Vazaria type, to take them down. And those have the power of leaning of Am Yisrael to do tshuva. And that's why we say in the famous Kapitel Tehillim, Al Naharois Bovel, Shom Yoshavnu, Gambochinu Bizochrenu Estsioin. So we're talking about the Churm Bais Rishon. And at the end, all of a sudden, there's a change of course. Zechor Hashem, Livnei Edoim, Esseim Yerushalayim. What? What Edoim? The Teretz is, says the Zerashim Shayim, yes! Edoim had a very, very strong power in the destruction of the first base Amikdash too. The Tumah that led Am Yisrael crazy to do all the Chatoim, that was the Tumah that Esau planted in the world. True, Edoim physically broke down the second base Amikdash. But the causes of the first base Amikdash, those were all Tumas that Edom put into Klal Yisrael over the generations. And through those Tumas that came through the, the, the Esav's Mahalach, how to scatter that Tumah in the world, that it will be able to stick to Klal Yisrael, if it's the Tumah of worshipping Avodah if it's the Tumah of Gili Arais, if it's the Tumah of Shvichas Domim, yeah. So that's that. So the Zerah Shimshon says that the there's a pasuk Yuchan Rosha Ba'alamat Tzedek Ama Yitzchak Lefnei Hakadosh Baruch Hu. It's Gemara in Megillah. Yuchan Esav Have Rachmanus on Esav. Shem says Roshu. Amalei Ba'alamat Tzedek. Amalei Beretz Nechoychay Say. He was in Eretz Yisrael. He could have seen. Amalei Mkena Ba'ye Gavas Hashem. He says, And therefore there's no... So the riff says... It's, it, the riff has a problem here with this. Didn't Yitzchak Avinu know that Esav is a Russia? He's saying, Yuchan Esav. So he mistam knows... How could... How does it have to come? He says, Yitzchak knew that Esav had a lot of Kedusha in him. There are sparks of Kedusha in Esav that Am Yisrael had to collect from him in order for us to bring Mashiach into the world. And those Nitzaytzes could have came from Dina marrying him, and but it didn't happen. So in order for us to connect, to get those, whatever these Nitzaytzes of Esav are, into the world, there need to be a connection somehow with Esav. And that could only happen. The only way that this could happen is... Through 
that there's somehow, somewhere in the world, there was this amazing connection between Yaakov and Esav. So the, since he's saying, since you didn't give Dina, so the procedure now is not going to be a one, two, three instant procedure. This is going to be a le'iti, very slow. It's going to not move very fast. And there we're going to be building that base Hamikdash. That there in the base Hamikdash will be able to bring out Taka, all the things that we need to bring out in order for Mashiach Tzidkenu to come. But the first base Hamikdash and the second base Hamikdash are not going to be good enough because there are going to be way too many particles of Tumah that Esau brought into the world. And therefore, at that point, we are going to need to wait. We're going to need to wait for that Beis Hamikdash to be Charev. And we're going to need to wait for Esau himself to be Machrev, a Beis Hamikdash. And only after Esau is going to be Machrev, the second Beis Hamikdash, only then will we be able to be Mivarer, the Nitzaytzais, in a different way, in order that we will be able to taka, be zoicha, to, 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 to be mevatel, whatever is called, these klipas, these, these bad nitzaytzis of Tumah, of Esav in the world, in order to let enter all the nitzaytzis of Kedusha, of Yaakov in the world, that will take on and be better and greater than Esav, and then, Be'ezus Hashem, it's going to be the Hoysala Hashem Amalucha forever and ever. Let's have the greatest Shabbos that we ever had, and uh, we should be Zoycha to the Geula Shleima, Bimheira Bi Amenu, Amen Ve Amen. Good Shabbos to all.